Newton had in his very eclectic studies and his interest had a very particular interest in things like the dimension of Solomon's temple. Uh, he had Maimonides on his bookshelf, translation at least, which he studied. Do we see this in Einstein at all? Interesting. And the answer is yes and no. So in Newton's case, Newton was a mystic. Almost, uh, You could almost see him uh, you know, as a, a Kabbalist. He really thought that there was ancient knowledge that had been lost. I, uh, Newton thought that his discoveries were known to the ancients. And he brought together you know, the ancient Greeks, the ancient Egyptians, the ancient Hebrews in you know, a sort of weird sort of uh, twisting of history to believe that within uh, the scripture really were these hidden truths that just needed to be worked out. We had to find the code to decode them. And so you have a sort of mysticism in Newton that you absolutely don't have in Einstein. So for Einstein, he has what he calls his cosmic religion. He really does believe that the universe is accessible to the rational mind and that God in essence is the ultimate physics textbook, right? That is the universe is governed by natural laws. But what do we mean by governed by? Ah, well, a lawgiver who says that. So it's not an anthropomorphic God. It really is just the set of rules by which the universe is governed, and those will be purely rational. So you don't necessarily see appeals to earlier thought that way, that you would see in Newton. For Einstein, Judaism was something quite different. Now, he, for quite a while, you know, both as a child and then as a young adult, really doesn't even claim a Jewish identity until all of a sudden he does. You know, my two favorite stories here are, you know, he got his first real academic position, not as an assistant, but as an actual professor uh, in uh, Prague. And as the family was crossing the border, he had to fill out all of the immigration forms and there was a line that said religion. And in it, he wrote none or objector. Now the bureaucrat said, that's not a religion. You're Jewish. You have to write down Jewish. Einstein said, if I'm not, I won't. And the bureaucrat says, well, if you don't write it down here, you can't have the job. And so Einstein says, fine. And he goes to leave. He was willing to give up what could have been the only offer in his academic career, just so that he didn't write on a meaningless form that he was Jewish. Well, all of a sudden, the bureaucrat realized he's about to lose Albert Einstein for the country. This could be bad for his job. And so they negotiate an agreement. He will write down on the form, Mosaic. He will admit that he's of the people of Moses, but he's not Jewish. So he clearly at this point, like I say, he's an adult. He's a professor. But ultimately, he gets a job back in Berlin. And he starts addressing... Jewish groups using the pronouns we and us, where he clearly now is identifying himself as Jewish. And the question in the second book, 
Einstein in space and times was what caused that change? We know that the compass and the geometry book led him at nine and 10 to reject his Jewish idea. What as an adult led him back? And the answer is two things. The first is he had a lot of friends. I mean, he's Albert Einstein. Who doesn't want to be friends with Albert Einstein? When people ask me, you know, anyone in history, who would you like to have dinner with? The answer is Einstein, of course. Everyone wanted to have dinner with Einstein, but he noticed a fundamental difference in his Jewish and non-Jewish friends, all of whom he loved, but even his Jewish friends who had converted, and you know, a number had for pragmatic reasons, he just had a different relationship with them. There was something familiar. They laughed at the same things. There was just an unspoken sort of communication. And he realized that no matter how much he tried it, you know, he really saw himself as, you know, a person without a state, a, a citizen of the world. And yet he couldn't deny this feeling that there's just something at home with these people. And the other was that you saw at that time in Germany, an influx of immigrants fleeing the pogroms in Russia, in Lithuania, and especially the Ukraine, where they were really horrific. And he would hear these stories and of course the German Jews weren't always the kindest to these Eastern immigrants. And Einstein was an empathetic person. And he saw in these people, he said, these are my kinsmen. And in solidarity with them, you know, at the same time that the, the anti-Semites are labeling Einstein, he says, well, look, I can let the, the enemy do this or I can do this myself. And so between those two realizations. He re-embraces himself as a Jew, but as, this is Einstein, his own kind. 